Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you with Pastor Jim. And how is it going this morning? You know, I'm I'm far more awake than you are. But I, <laughs> I, I didn't just have a newborn uh, come into my, my home yeah. here recently. So. Right. I don't know. Is she technically considered a newborn still? She's two oh, weeks yeah. old now. So. <laughs> I think it doesn't go from newborn to toddler. No, new, I think no, there's to a ton to of toddler. different. Yeah, okay. there's a ton of different um, names of things. But anyways, we haven't been here for a couple of weeks, um, but that's specifically because I had a kid. So um, she helped a little, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. my family had a kid. My wife had a kid and I got to witness it. Um, but she's now two weeks old. So yeah. we're back on the, the podcast grind and uh, we should be. Should be back. It should make for a really good podcast today because we have a lot to recap <laughs> yeah. um, and things that I'm excited to hear about because a lot of it I wasn't here for right. because I was taking care of our kid. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this right now and you're like ways that you could pray for us, um, Francine, our daughter that was just born, she's doing great. Um, her brother's having a harder time adjusting, <laughs> Alice, who is under two years old. Yeah. So uh, prayers for him are appreciated because he's... Uh, He's he doesn't know if he wants to be a big brother yet. He doesn't have a choice, but he's still trying to figure out if that's what he wants to be or not. Yeah. So what would that prayer times. sound like? Uh, dear God, help Hollis to yeah, yep. to grow up quick. I yeah. Think would be that. Yeah. <laughs> to share, to right. wait, to be patient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's doing better already than he was when oh, we brought yeah. her home. But it's still it's still um, it's hard to not be the center of attention to have two centers yeah. of the attention. Yeah. Is, um, He'll get better at it. So I, I remember about uh, 25 years ago, the same thing happening right. in, in my home. The difference between you and I <laughs> is my son's under two. Yes, I was three. three and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I think I could maybe at least understand it a little bit more. Yeah. You're actually he's, a great helper. Right. He's yeah. like, who the heck is this baby and why is she yeah. attached to mama all day long? Right, you know. Right, right. So it's it's hard to well, – he and, doesn't understand. And, and when you'd had the practice baby, the little doll that was in the crib, and yeah. so he kind of got used to that, he would take it out of the crib. And put it underneath the couch. And put it underneath the couch. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, say bye-bye to it and yeah. go away. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of uh, knew this was going to happen to us. Uh, so, all right. So, anyways, um, last couple of weeks, we – first of all, we closed out the Roman yeah. series. Yeah, so great. I just want to hear your opinions overall of how you thought the summer in its entirety – when. You know, my, my attention span doesn't range three months on the same topic, but yeah. Romans is an inexhaustible thing. I, I really, if there if I have one complaint is that I felt rushed at, at the end to try to complete the book. And there's, you know, it builds the case for salvation and the gospel and grace and faith and justification. And I mean, he does such a brilliant job. But then the last few chapters is now how do we live this in community? How do we live this in government? Being the Roman government, how do we how do we live this concerning each other and disputable matters? And so I, it was unfortunate I had one week to kind of wrap up right. the Proverbs part of, of Romans, you know, where he kind of goes from sub, subject to subject and topic to topic yeah. so quickly. So that was that was regrettable. But uh, right. yeah, I, I, other than that, fabulous. I, the, the response of people getting right with God, mm-hmm. um, the number of salvations and hands raised and rededications, we haven't seen anything like that no. in since like the big Easter days, you know yeah. what I mean? Where you'd, you'd give an altar call and dozens right. of people would raise their hands. So it's, 
Yeah, it's, it was an incredible summer. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't, I, I'm tempted to go, okay, what's next? What's the next book we're going to go after? And I, yeah. we're going to do some topical stuff for the next three months. But then I right. think we will go back to a book study. I think okay. we'll, we'll find some topics that are relevant to us. And then so come January, book. probably? Maybe, yeah. 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 January, I, no, no commitments, but that's where my head and my heart are agreeing right, right now, is what if we were to go after Galatians next, or Philippians next, with the sure. joy of the Lord, and rejoice in the Lord, you know, or Ephesians, the, the lengthy opening prayer of Ephesians that right. tells us where we're seated in Christ, in heavenly. I just it's just amazing you know what I mean yeah. so there's so much to choose from and I, I think if you were to go after like like the gospel of John it would be a year at least right. you know what I mean yeah. so so something that you can at least take bite-sized chunks of yeah that isn't yeah. a full year maybe the synoptic gospels where we just teach you the major themes of the gospels next summer or something right. and you know hit I can't all four even, can you imagine or, one, a, a year-long series I feel like it would drive you nuts yeah three months into it yeah. you wouldn't want to do it anymore I think the only you know the if it was a gospel, how how would the teachings of Jesus drive you nuts? You know what I mean? Right. And all the all the subtopics and all yeah. the rabbit trails, and I have time to really go after those things. But I mean, but, really, if you if you if you say it like that, then our entire existence as a church is just one topic, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's one yeah. series. Are we talking about Jesus again? Like, right. yes, we we're talking right. about Jesus yeah, again. exactly every week. Yeah, <laughs> right. It'll never get old. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so then after that, after the Roman series yeah. ends, the next week is the back to school. Expo. Yeah, yeah. Um, not expo. I don't know. It's like the back yeah. to school outreach extravaganza rama. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pardon when I say words wrong. I'm still I'm still working on <laughs> a little sleep. So I've got a coffee sitting next to me, but I haven't drank any oh, of it yet. So I'm kind crime. of it's a it's a reward for after this podcast <laughs> is over. Um, so tell me about that. We had Pastor JD speak, yeah. which was funny because out of all of us, even out of you and him, yeah, he was the worst student that. Yes. We have on staff. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he had a, a, a flexible relationship with the disciplines of public education. Right. That, that honestly, we, I'm sorry, I, not we as in Dina and I, uh, I applauded. I, I, I didn't see J.D. as becoming a scholar. And yeah. so we didn't push him into, you know, you have to get these grades and you have to, you know. Right. So we talked about he had 100, 160 absences or something like yeah. that in, in a, you know, in a, in a year. That was... He was here. You know, we, we really saw him as uh, being involved in ministry. So he right. was at the Chasing the Dragon school assemblies. He was in school. It was just the wrong school. But he probably did a dozen or more assemblies. <laughs> and and as a high school student, would take on a class of high school students and, right. and would by himself moderate conversations. And so we, we saw that time. You know, I, I don't think I saw him being the youth pastor. Uh, that wasn't the thought. But yeah. he could minister to people very right. well for his age, especially. It was extraordinarily well. Yeah. Um, so let's let's take him on the road. If we're out there doing stuff in the in the world, or we're out there doing stuff in the church, like come yeah. with us and blow off, you know, uh, underwater basket weaving two hundred one. You know, right? So we did, and I don't think there's any regrets. But it was ironic that he's the the chosen one, you know, to, to yes. address educators when he has. I, I, for right. the first ten minutes, he's telling stories about how he was a lousy student and lighting people on fire and throwing girls out the window. And I'm like, where are you going with this, man? Right. You got thirty minutes, and ten minutes yeah. of it has been I'm a rotten kid yeah. ah, ha, ha. i'm like oh this could be bad right <laughs> but he brought it around and i right. he did a great yeah. job no he did that was always <laughs> funny just growing up um if you're listening to this jd's my brother um just the difference between the two of us right like the expectations academically were very different between jd yeah. jd and i which yeah. was if I came home with a C, it was we're gonna have a talk. If JD came home with a C, it was like high five. Let's yeah. go get let's go get dinner. <laughs> Uncle he, Ray, he did it, you yeah. know. So, um, but he, he I, like you're saying, there's things that he definitely does excel in. Yeah. So, um, 
maybe just really quick, I wasn't even thinking about bringing this up, but can you talk about just like um, having different kids and kind of not treating them all the same, but seeing what they're good at and kind of pointing them in that direction instead of trying to make them fit the mold that society makes them fit into. The cornerstone verse that everybody seems to go to is, you know, train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old, he won't depart from it. I, I think we always focus on he and train and uh, you know what I mean? But I, I think the better thing to focus on is the way, like what is the way for this child? And, mm-hmm. and you know, you're a father, the kids pop out and you certainly have a certain imagination of what they're going to look like and be like and yeah. attitudes. And they're, they're born as a complete person. There's a yep. soul, there's a will and you see it right off. Right. You know what I mean? So when, when you popped out, um, and when JD popped out, there was such a stark contrast and, and yeah. difference is the right word, but it, it makes it like one's right, one's wrong. It's just a contrast, it's just very right. different. You came out uh, a small adult. Uh, you were the oldest child. We were youth pastors. You thought you were a teenager. You were like Mowgli. You, you, you thought you were you know, a wolf because you were raised by wolves and you thought you were 16 because all your best friends were 16, 17, 19 year old right. you know, students in our youth group. Um, JD came out the class clown comedian um, mirror image of me and you have a lot of your mother which right. which gives you uh, a tremendous potential but that potential really has to be labored like when you went to college and it wasn't important to JD or, or myself you know when mm-hmm. you uh, got involved and in, in sat in a cubicle in the business world and excelled you know what I mean got got the job and then excelled at the job into right. you were there what six months you're like we need to train you for management like yeah. you you have all that you you can you can look at complex issues and JD and I look at complex issues and we you know we, we make fart noises under our armpit and <laughs> and laugh and throw stuff at each other right. just so we have different gifts um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that's the thing is is looking at your kid and making your kid be an accountant or be a business person or be a pastor when they're not right like you can tell who they are you, yeah you can tell what goes along with who they are so i think i think you got to be really careful of of allowing systems of the world and and there are servants you know but but to be our master like mm-hmm. so your kid has to get a's because they have to be an advanced algebra they have to be an advanced trig they have to be at well right. not if they're going to be in ministry they don't need any of that stuff they'd really be yeah. better off doing a school assembly skipping school you know what i mean so I, right. I think as long as you treat the institutions whether it's the mandatory practice of your seven-year-old soccer team and if you don't come to like come on so the soccer coach is your servant the teacher is your servant the principal mm-hmm. is your servant but they're here to help you make your kid your kid and if they're better served as your kid by being homeschooled or private schooled or you know being really like, we pushed you to excel because you had an academic ability that right that I, i'm not saying jd doesn't have he just doesn't have the discipline or the natural bent to to sure. want to do well in school he wanted to see what what's the least i can do and not get in trouble yeah and if he was just a, a sloth we'd have beat him for it but it, it, it wasn't you know right. he he worked very hard at the things that he really cared about as as you did as well they're just right. very different things so yeah training a child in the way he should go you know she should go it's they're don't let the world tell you what your child needs to be when it grows up. We're, yeah. we're children of the industrial age, and five-year-olds come in this this end of the factory, and eighteen-year-olds go out that end of the factory. The diploma—that's that's a lousy way to raise a kid. Don't right. don't let the school tell you how to parent, and don't yeah. let the church tell you how to parent, and don't let the children's church or nursery like you parent your kids. You're the only one that's going to be held accountable, you know, to God for their lives. And right. It's a real honor to be asked to steward a life like that. So yeah. Amen. Do it well, you know. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's just that's helpful for parents because if you have a student that's 
a great kid, but they're struggling in school. I've seen that parent get upset because yeah. their kid's not doing well in school. It's like, well, what, what does your kid love? Yeah. And are yeah. they, and are they a good kid? And if that they love something and they're good at it and it's, it can be a career, <laughs> then like if he's going to be an electrician, who cares if he knows social studies or not, you know, like if he's passionate about plumbing, let yeah. him be a plumber. Yeah. Like stop trying to make him into a mold that society wants him to be. Right. And just let him be him. And I think that that could go a long way. And, and I think just that mindset, I, I love and I respect and I honor all public educators and I don't envy them. It's a very difficult task. Yeah. But if, if my kid is going to be a plumber, then I, I'm going to treat your history class different than the shop class because the shop class is really important because he needs right. to learn how to work with tools and with his hands and welding and but you know when it comes to the second day of Gettysburg and who was in charge of the cavalry charge you know uh, from the south like, sure. he, he should do well he should be respectful mm-hmm. he should do his best um, but not his best at the expense of his identity right you know so and that's that's everything that's sports and friends they play with and family vacations you know christmas yep. gifts when when you guys growing up like we didn't mind spending money that was extreme but we would buy you a guitar because you personally had this musical gift which goes along with your mathematical genius you know what right. i mean you want to to know keys and chords and bars and you know what i mean so you yeah. pick up a guitar and you play it like ringing a bell right jd picks up a guitar and goes ah it's too hard <laughs> let me let me crack a joke you know right. what i mean so JD got the creative stuff in the computer realm because he did video and because that, that yeah. got him involved with people and, you know. Right. So, but both of those things, I, mean, I will say the teenage years were a breeze with both you guys because you were involved in a band mm-hmm. that traveled to Europe, that loved Jesus, that worked out their issues. It was led well by Pastor Adam. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and JD made it through his teenage years, again, involved in creative arts and using his camera. Mm-hmm. He's been to Haiti and Italy. I mean, people for a long time, like, JD, would you bring your camera here? He was almost on the Pakistani border with India. Um, hidden camera, hidden miking, like uh, sex slave trade stuff. Like they, people are like, come with us. We need your camera. So we, we gave you cameras and computers and musical mm-hmm. instruments that were very expensive. And you didn't get all the other you know Chinese stuff that right. is made out of plastic because we saw in you these different gifts and wanted to. So when you get this, this computer, well, you know where JD was for the next week and this camera and this lens, you know. Right. So, and then it's funny because when you guys both got your like graduation party money, mm-hmm. you spent it in that same direction. That's who you. Yeah. That's who you were. So we gave it to you as kids, but you spend it as adults because mm-hmm. you know you you found yourself. And I think that's right. the greatest you have a parent is not if they get an A in algebra, yeah. it's if they found themselves. Absolutely. Because my faith doesn't help you once you go to college right. or the Marine Corps or whatever. Right. It's you got to have your own faith and your own walk with God. Yep. So develop that. You'll never regret it. Awesome. Cool. All right. And then the last thing that we need to talk about yeah. for today is we started a new series on yeah. Sunday, Kingdom Culture. Kingdom Culture. Um, why? Why Why that series, I guess? What's, yeah. what's the reasoning? <clears throat> I think if you look at what people are wrestling with uh, for for their lack of greatness and towards their greatness, it comes down to three areas that are utterly biblical that are described all throughout scripture and you say well it's 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 faith and it's knowledge it really isn't it's the it's the little things it's the little disciplines that that provide for us an atmosphere for our faith to grow it's the little disciplines that that keep us heading the right direction Mm -hmm. um marriage is a thousand decisions not will you marry me yeah Uh, retirement is a thousand decisions not not okay where's my check you know Mm -hmm. from from the government um Sanity is a thousand decisions, you know? So we have people that are burning out, yeah. they're exhausted, they're broke, 
and and it doesn't come down to their faith in God, which is odd. They, right. We have people that are miserable that are fully yeah. trusting God to get them out of their misery, and and although I applaud their faith, it isn't faith that's lacking; it's wisdom. Right. So let's talk about wisdom for for a season, and so we're going to talk about the the proper management of time the proper management of, of the resources that God places in our hands and the proper management of of the giftings that God has given us. Yeah. And, and and if we can nail those things down, well, then everything else becomes possible. But right. if you don't know how to save your money, if you don't know how to budget your time, if you don't know how to you know, find who you are and then become that, how, how can your life be a success? So as remedial as this sounds, <laughs> I, what percent? I'll ask you. What percentage of people your age, my age, do you think actually manage very well their 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 money, their time, and their talents? Yeah, not many. Right? It's, like out out of all my friends, I'm thinking of like one person that I've got right. in my head. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, is that crew? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, funny I, you were you were you were saying um, on Sunday. Uh, you said it was one of your slides. It said. Um, Tired people manage, rested yeah. people create. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that is so me right now. Right. Because yeah. because of that, I, it's not that, it's just the season that I'm in with a newborn. I don't think there's any way for me to be yeah. sleeping eight to nine. Like, <laughs> no. I have to be a manager for a season. Yeah. There is. But you, we're, you hire a nanny. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but we're in this we're in this part of our church right now where it's like vision casting for your ministry for 2020. Yeah. And I'm just like trying to keep my head above the water, right. you know? Right. So I, I understand that. That's not where I would normally be. It yeah. was, that wasn't where I was before we had the baby. But I get that now. So to, to know that there's people that sit in our congregation every Sunday that feel that way all yeah. the time, it's yeah. not just for a season. Yeah. Um, it's like suffocating. Like I can't yeah. imagine living this way yeah. constantly because two months from now, she'll be sleeping through the night and everything will go back to to being easier. And I'll, I'll get those dreams and those visions yeah. and I'll be excited yeah. for the future. Right now, it's like, let's just not burn the building down. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think the reason and the importance for this, it may seem even a little, like I say, remedial or mundane or repetitive. It just isn't. I, if we can repent, like like Sunday we talked about the Sabbath. If mm-hmm. we can repent of seven-day-a-week labor, yeah. if we can repent of that and, and make that seventh day a trust-filled, faith-filled Jesus adventure where we experiment and we see by taking time off from sundown one day to sundown the next day, it doesn't hurt our productivity. It's actually good for us right. that it, that God's blessings are are on that day that we honor him with. And by honoring him with that, our first day, if you will, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was uh, creation seventh, but it was Adam's first full day. You know what right. I mean? So the, I think the, you can see that just in, um, ho- like in holiday weekends, whenever yeah. it is Labor Day on Monday, like it like throws people out of their rhythm and they don't work and they do rest and then yeah. like working in the um the real world being out there um you could see that like when people came in on a Tuesday instead of on a Monday yeah. like the whole atmosphere of everybody is just much happier yeah. because people aren't taking that sabbath but maybe they are whenever it's kind of Forced, right. forced on them. Right. It was given to them and they had no plans for it. Next thing you know, they're grilling steaks in the backyard and the right. neighbors are coming over and the dogs are playing and everybody's, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's funny. You look at the disciplines, like like tithing is an Old Testament um, you know, law. If you mm-hmm. don't do it, you're in trouble. Well, there's several tithes. We look at there's one tithe that there wasn't. There's several tithes. And one of the tithes, uh, some years they had three tithes. So 30% of their resource was was a gift to God to honor him. So yeah. So one of those ties, though, on that year was they would they would um, bring their livestock, the produce of the land, or if they lived outside, they, they you know, too far away to herd a bunch of goats, they would they would sell them there and bring the money. But they would set up long tables outside the temple, uh, and they would they would eat 
they would invite the stranger and the alien and the foreigner and the yeah, and the poor, and they would have this big feast where there was just plenty for one day, um, and everybody would come and enjoy it. Like that was that was an honor to God was to gather as a community, even strangers, but as a community of of those who had faith in Yahweh God. You know what I yeah. mean? And let's take ten percent for a meal. Like that's a wedding. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. A, so God's all about the getting together and feasting and resting and holy yeah. days and holidays and feasts and fasts. It's it's a it's a very common part of the rhythm that God put right. into the culture of the Jewish people. And so if we work 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 work, thinking we're we're getting ahead, we're just we're just hamsters on a treadmill. We, yeah. we literally are going nowhere, and we're destroying our lives doing it. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then the last thing is next Sunday. What are we doing next Sunday? Yeah. Next. Well, we, we looked at, at one rhythm. Um, we're going to start by looking at priorities. If we're going to make everything that we want to fit, fit, or if everything doesn't fit, what gets left out, you got to start with what's most important. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with time-wise as we're looking at our time as if they were, our hours as if they were dollars, we would budget them carefully. We're going to start the budget by saying, what are the non-negotiables in time? And how do we you know, how do we put those together? And before everybody goes, oh, eight hours in prayer and Bible study, like that's not what we're going to talk about. I understand yeah. you got a job and you got to go do a wonderful job at it. I understand you got a family. Um, so we're going to we're going to prioritize where to put time from a biblical narrative. So the yeah. Bible is going to tell us where time goes first, mm-hmm. and and after that, um, I hopefully make some repentant decisions about how we're investing time. And again, the the, the pressure of culture and the pressure, the busyness, man, we are so busy. Right. And there's nothing wrong with, with doing a lot, but, but busy, just ongoing, unsatisfying, yeah. C-minus in every category busyness. Right. Like you said, it's just maddening. So yeah. what, what needs to go? Like if, if we're going to have you ever like had spring cleaning where you look at all your crap that you haven't touched in three years and you have a garage sale? Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I hope to do Sunday with, awesome. our, with our calendars. What do we just need to get rid of? We haven't really, this time has not been useful in years and yet we, we give it priority. It really doesn't yeah. belong where it is. And so to look at it, repent and move forward is the hope for, for Sunday. Awesome. Cool. Well, if you don't have a place to go to church this Sunday, we'd love to see you 9 and 1130. Summer's over. Um, kids are back in school. It's a great time to get back into that normal routine. And we will see you then, 9 and 1130, Freedom Center Church in Fenton, Michigan. Until next week, have a great week.